welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. And let us all radiate those higher qualities throughout the atmosphere by being loved to ourselves and to others and wherever we move and whatever we do, even being loved in the thoughts we reason. Because the love and life which then radiates from our mighty I Am Presence is not only beneficial for mankind's expansion and elevation, but love and light are divine and powerful weapons against discord, darkness, and chaos. And if that sounds superhero-ish, y'all, remember, the powers of love and light are supernatural. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light, and y'all be loved. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, as so many, peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14-17 Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men, clearly you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh, that is, of a heart. And we have such trust through Christ toward God, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect, because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3 
As we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 1-6 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 The presence of the artificial lakes, and their peculiar disposition on the consecrated grounds, is also a fact of great importance. The lakes inside the precincts of Karnak, and those enclosed in the grounds of Nakhon Wat, and around the temples in the Mexican Copan and Santa Cruz del Quiche, will be found to present the same peculiarities. Besides possessing other significances, the whole area was laid out with reference to cyclic calculations. In the druidical structures the same sacred and mysterious numbers will be found. The circle of stones generally consists of either 12, or 21, or 36. In these circles the center place belongs to Asar, Azan, or the god in the circle, by whatever other name he might have been known. The 13 Mexican serpent gods bear a distant relationship to the 13 stones of the druidical ruins. The, Tau, and the astronomical cross of Egypt are conspicuous in several apertures of the remains of Palenque. In one of the basso relievos of the Palace of Palenque, on the west side, sculptured on a hieroglyphic, right under the seated figure, is a Tau. The standing figure, which leans over the first one, is in the act of covering its head with the left hand with a veil of initiation, while it extends its right with the index and middle finger pointing to heaven. The position is precisely that of a Christian bishop giving his blessing, or the one in which Jesus is often represented while at the Last Supper. Even the Hindu elephant-headed god of wisdom, or magic learning, Ganesha, may be found among the stucco figures of the Mexican ruins. What explanation can the archaeologists, philologists, in short, the chosen host of academicians, give us? None whatever. At best they have but hypothesis, every one of which is likely to be pulled down by its successor. A pseudo-truth, perhaps, like the first. H. P. Blavatsky The keys to the biblical miracles of old and to the phenomena of modern days, the problems of psychology, physiology, and the many missing links which have so perplexed scientists of late, are all in the hands of secret fraternities. This mystery must be unveiled someday. But till then dark skepticism will constantly interpose its threatening, ugly shadow between God's truths, and the spiritual vision of mankind, and many are those who, infected by the mortal epidemic of our society, hopeless materialism, will remain in doubt and mortal agony as to whether, when man dies, he will live again, although the question has been solved by long bygone generations of sages. The answers are there. They may be found on the time-worn granite pages of cave temples, on sphinxes, propylons, and obelisks. They have stood there for untold ages, and neither the rude assault of time, nor the still ruder assault of Christian hands, have succeeded in obliterating their records. All covered with the problems which were solved, who can tell? 
perhaps by the archaic forefathers of their builders, the solution follows each question, and this the Christian could not appropriate, for, except the initiates, no one has understood the mystic writing. The key was in the keeping of those who knew how to commune with the invisible presence, and who had received, from the lips of Mother Nature herself, her grand truths. And so stand these monuments like mute forgotten sentinels on the threshold of that unseen world, whose gates are thrown open but to a few elect. Defying the hand of time, the vain inquiry of profane science, the insults of the revealed religions, they will disclose their riddle to none but the legatees of those by whom they were entrusted with the mystery. The cold, stony lips of the once vocal Memnon, and of these hardy sphinxes, keep their secrets well. Who will unseal them? Who of our modern, materialistic dwarfs and unbelieving Sadducees, will dare to lift the veil of Isis? H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 In the power that we want to draw into outer physical conditions that comes forth from the great central sun, it is a pressure of energy from the great central sun. And as the sacred fire blazes it into the physical substance of this world and into the atmosphere of the world, it is a powerful purifying activity, and is the eternal re-establishing of the balance of the forces of the elements and the powers of nature, to readjust much of the conditions in the physical world that have been thrown out of balance by mankind's discord, and will go on and continue to destroy many, many things if this help is not given. When we come to release the cosmic sacred fire from the great central sun of our love into the physical octave, it is to hold certain forces in balanced action. And when we pour that sacred fire love and release its pressure, it re-establishes the balance that was here in the former golden ages, was here in the beginning, and that must now return here. But mankind must do something to call forth purity into the powers of nature and forces of the elements, because human beings in their use of the energy and substance of this world have imposed upon it so much that is destructive, that now it is about to return upon mankind unless some help of this sort is given. If you will just make it a habit to call forth some time each day, whatever we know, and I mean the seven mighty Elohim, and all the ascended masters and cosmic beings, what we know will purify the powers of nature and forces of the elements wherever you abide, it will not only purify the conditions of the outer world, but that purification will go on within your own physical flesh. It will go on in your mental and feeling world. It will go on in your own atmosphere. Sometime every day as you call it forth through all the powers of nature and forces of the elements, a certain amount of that must come within you and give you its blessing as you are willing to bless those activities of life of the outer world that have served you so long and served you so well. When you realize how much effort life goes to in the use of the powers of nature and forces of the elements, the plant life spends a whole year's energy to grow you an apple or an orange that you eat in a few moments. That energy and that life and that consciousness is entitled to love and blessings from you. I wish to develop this within the I am student body for many reasons. Its first reaction will be to bless you inside of yourselves. This will also have a very definite effect upon your own digestion, and isn't that comforting? Applause. Thank you so much, precious ones. Won't you be seated, please, and just remain so. Beloved Aloha Marayan. Now, if in the past you had always called forth the great central sun's sacred fires purifying love and gratitude and blessing, 
to all the powers of nature and forces of the elements, instead of imposing discord upon them, it would have been very easy for you to hold your hand out and the powers of nature would have given you their boundless blessings. So beloved ones, this has many, many blessings that will come to you once you establish the habit, and once you see how much happiness that habit will bring to you, I am sure you will continue it forever, because you cannot be free, even from the discord within your own flesh, or within your affairs, or in the atmosphere about you, you cannot be free from limitation and distress until purification takes place. And the sacred fire of our love has been called into those beings that the great cosmic law of life has created and established, to make embodiment possible in this world, and your journey through it, to use the powers of nature and forces of the elements to fulfill the great divine plan and reveal your mastery. But remember this, no matter how much mastery you want in any channel, if you understood that all mastery, all perfection begins with, abides within, and stays within the sacred fire love from your own heart's flame of the mighty I am presence, from the physical sun and in the great central sun, and from the ascended master's great temples of the sacred fire, and from the ascended master's heart flames of life, which have given you their love down through the ages, if you will begin to realize that everything good that you want abides within, begins manifestation, is sustained by and protected by the sacred fire love of the great central sun, as well as your beloved mighty I am presence, and the ascended host, this realization must come within you. When it does, you will begin to let go of the habits of the outer self that have been your problems, your mistakes, your limitations, past and present, because every activity of the sacred fire that you call forth in outer world conditions to release you from limitation, they are all the gift of the love of some part of life. That sacred fire love from the great central sun is the master power of the universe. It is great enough, and its pressure is great enough to hold in divine balance and divine law and order, all the planets of a system around a sun, and all the systems of suns that are held in perfect balance, around a greater sun. Until that is understood as the great divine plan of life, and mankind really understand how much perfection and power abide within that sacred fire love, the outer self goes on just in a fragmentary way, and does not gain its freedom, and does not fulfill the great divine plan. This which I offer for your acceptance is not only the freeing of the earth from destructive forces, but the freedom begins within yourself. The outer self, if it is willing to call forth the sacred fire purifying love of your own blessed mighty I am presence, into every outer physical condition of the powers of nature and forces of the elements, and give its blessing and purity and love there, you will find it will repay you infinitely and for eternity for everything you give. I shall remind you of this as much as possible until you set the habit, and when you do, you will begin to realize that all the powers of nature, all the blessings that the outer world calls wealth, can come to you as easily as the sunshine can come through your window. Beloved Aloha Marayan.